yours to play now. The light provides. This is Eventide Radio. Hello and welcome back to Eventide Radio. This is a fan-made Destiny podcast where we have roundtable discussions about a variety of different topics concerning the popular video game franchise. At its core, this show is about having in-depth discussions about the game from a variety of different perspectives. I'm your host, Scotty, and with me are my co-hosts, Rob and Mapador. And today, we have a very special guest with us. It's Elemist from the Guardians of Lore podcast. He was with us a while back for our Duality Deep Dive episode, and he was kind enough to entertain us and come back to talk about the latest dungeon, which is Warlord's Ruin. Warlord's Ruin is included with the Lightfall dungeon key, and it's set in an abandoned Warlord's castle. So obviously, before we get into this, spoilers ahead if you haven't played it or haven't bought it or whatever, because we're going to be talking about everything. We're going to be talking about the the whole dungeon, including, you know, spoilers for the lore and everything, and we're not, we'll probably touch on that uh, little ending quest as well, in case you haven't gotten there. So, to start things off, let's just go ahead. Elemist, what have you been up to this week in Destiny? This is kind of a tradition we have. So... I go around and I ask everybody what they've been up to this particular week. So what you been up to? Uh, mostly dawning. And I actually did run um, Shattered Throne and Warlord's Ruin this week. So like nice. Get anything good. Uh, and we'll get into it later. But like I, I haven't been excited about the, the loot from Warlord's Ruin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so nothing good. <laughs> no. And you no. certainly probably didn't get anything exciting from Shattered Throne either. So it's it's more about the experience with friends than anything. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I respect that. Rob, what have you been up to? Uh, I know the same thing. Well, I didn't play Shattered Throne, although I think I'm kind of intrigued too because that one. I don't know. At some point, I'd like to go through and try to solo flawless as many of the dungeons as I can. I've soloed that dungeon, but I got ganked on heavy ammo on the final boss i don't want to get into it it's a sore subject um <laughs> hopefully but, not uh, for too much longer yeah uh um but uh yeah just playing playing the dawning and making cookies for people and uh playing a lot of gambit i'm embarrassed to admit because it's double uh xp this week and i always like to do at least two resets on each one i got uh, the core it. activities because I, I like getting the the you know, the ritual weapon and then the ornament for each like thing. That's just something I like to do for each season. So I've been playing Gambit, uh, playing with some different builds and trying some stuff out, but mainly screwing around with Donning and keeping up with the, the weekly story mission, of course, too. Cool, cool. Typical stuff, except yep. Gambit, because you're except a crazy Gambit, person. Which we don't uh, need to talk about. <laughs> and <laughs> Matt, what are you even up to? Baking. Lots baking. and lots of baking. Yeah, nice. um, it's the season, right? and it's getting the very season. annoyed when I don't get personal touch to drop, and even though I've sat there and melee killed fifty million things with ability, and uh, yeah, they they gotta ability. fix that. It's it's clearly broken because that is that, consistently. That, I went yeah. through four lost sectors before I got one. Yeah, I, I killed everything with with charge melees. Yeah, insurmountable skull fort. Just went and kicked everything. Made sure. Well, tried to make sure most of the enemies were separate, so I didn't get like uh, collaterals and just yep over and uh, yeah four lost sectors. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm starting to believe it wasn't real. Um, but yeah, mainly that. And I have not played a lot of Crucible lately, so I I thought it was my job to go in and do some more Crucible. 
Oh, good. Yeah, you're yeah. you're supposed to be our resident. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. guys so. <laughs> haven't lost my touch, so it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> good, good. I have not even touched Dawning. Um, I don't know when it it was fairly recently. I don't know if it was this week or last week, but I crafted um an age old bond with uh rep- enhanced repulsor brace and enhanced um oh what is it uh, the void explosion explodey perk oh uh, destabilizing rounds destabilizing rounds yeah um which is a super fun combination um so i was very happy about that but that's about it nothing too exciting so let's dive into warlord's ruin so now that i got the spoiler warning out of the way i can talk about whatever i want so it's set in a warlord's castle uh her name is i'm gonna butcher the pronunciation but naim name something like that and there you basically there's like an ahamkara presence there who is existing beyond the grave somehow and you have to go in and investigate what's going on and there's scorn there's the first scorn dungeon ever uh which is a fun experience and it's uh, the typical kind of three encounter setup, and it's pretty fun. So I personally really liked it. But um, Elemis, why don't you start us off? Give us kind of your brief, your brief summarized review, if you will, and then give it a score out of five. Ooh. So I, I'm gonna absolutely say that, like, I'm biased about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy Ahamkara lore. I love like dark age warlord lore. Mm-hmm. Um, and this actually like brought all of that together and into the modern destiny age. Mm-hmm. The actual dungeon itself is fun. Like it, it felt like a D and D dungeon. Um, like that's where they drew some inspiration from. Sure. Yeah. All of that being said, the loot itself is lackluster for me. And I know that like a lot of it is to be used for for different looks. Like you cannibalize the actual armor itself to match other armor sets. Sure. Um. Like all that together, I I would personally give this a four out of five. It is my favorite dungeon currently, though. Oh, oh wow! I think my last kind of question is like, where does it compare to the others? So. Favorite dungeon out of all of them. And you're docking the one point for loot, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. All right. That's respectable. Rob, what about you? Uh, you said uh, I, 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 I'm kind of right there with you. I. From a kind of story perspective and the pacing of it, because I've I've you know, we've talked about this off and on in the channel with other dungeons, but I've I've basically had a problem with every dungeon and it prevents me from like really enjoying them to the fullest extent, whether it be some like really long jumping puzzle sequence, or there's one particular boss fight that's just like drags on or is like miserable. Uh, This doesn't have any of that. Like, I I mean, literally the first encounter is within like the first minute or two of Mm -hmm. like, once you kind of know where to go, it's like, it snaps you right in there, which is almost like, Whoa, okay, I was I was expecting, you know, because we've kind of paced ourselves where like we expect the dungeons to always have like super long. And this is three boss fights like there's not there's not like a, you know, because like Shattered Throne is a good example. Right. The first encounter is just this kind of like puzzle maze going around and finding symbols and stuff. Yeah, did not um, age well. Right. 
Um, it's it's still fun and it and it has a place, but ultimately this is like all action all the time. Even the the it's kind of like hectic when you're going to each encounter. Like there's these little mini fights where you have to like sometimes kind of clear out ads, and it's like great. Uh, and and yeah, I think the only real complaint I have is the loot is is really kind of disappointing. We got the cool rocket pistol. And and that's it. And the exotic looks like a rubber band gun, which is kind of disappointing. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I, I, some of the armor, like aesthetically, it shades well. And I think it probably looks like it could match kind of well with maybe some of like the Beyond Light armor, because that has similar like cold climbing esque type mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so I'm I'm intrigued to kind of play around with some of the the armor elements. Like the helmets look kind of neat. But yeah, that the. the I think the only I think the only dungeon that's really nailed armor and weapons matching the theme of the dungeon was Spire the Watcher, um, yeah. where like it, it went all in on the Tex Mechanica look and it nailed it. I mean, if if I still am not a big fan of the whole cowboy hats in Destiny, but like I it completely acknowledge that it at least the armor and the weapons match really, really well yeah. um, in this. It just is kind of like everything looks generic and kind of disappointing. But the the dungeon itself has so much replay value and is really, really good. And I I think it's probably up there with with my favorite one because it doesn't have any bullshit to kind of like prevent it from being an enjoyable just like experience yeah. with friends and solo. Absolutely. All right. So out of five. I I, I can't give it a five out of five because the loot is a big part of it. I mean, at the end of the day, this is a looter shooter. Uh, so I, I, I'm right there probably four, four and a half. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I like it. Matt, what about you? Um, I think Rob sort of, uh, yeah, made most of the points I was going to make where, you know, it's free b- boss encounters. You go straight, straight in rather than faffing around, wandering around, looking for things. Um, which has been a problem with most of the dungeons so far. Shattered Throne, it was nice the first time you did it. I remember going in that completely blind, having no idea and figuring that out, and that was fun, but it aged badly, and nowadays it is a pain in the ass where you've got to walk around for 10 to 15 minutes doing mm-hmm. something that's just completely boring, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that they've got rid of that. Um, but yeah, free boss fights is a lot more fun because then you have control over something more rather than waiting for something to go up or, you know, it's in, you know, part of it is how good you are rather than, you know, like how old Oryx fight was where you could do something that was in a set amount of time and you couldn't do it any faster. Yeah, right. It's the best example. However, the loot is awful. (laughs) Like, (laughs) if you like the winter clothing aesthetic, then fine, happy for you, but I really don't like it. Like in in this case, in the armor and the weapons are not interesting at all. The sidearm is cool. I haven't had it drop yet. I am interested in trying it at least because it is a new sort of archetype of sidearm. So um, that'd be cool. And I haven't got the exotic either. But yeah, the I think the sword matches the aesthetic best because it looks a bit like climbing, like a climbing axe. Though we have had a climbing axe as a sword. So I guess they couldn't do a repeat of that. <laughs> um, but I'm going to be a bit harsher on it and give it a three. Ooh. 
Dark and but, two points. But but that's that's the loot. I have no reason to play it at all. That's fair. No, and like I would be harsher on other dungeons as well. I think. Like I think yeah. Ghost of the Deep suffers from worse problems. It's more fun than a lot of the dungeons we've had recently. Like a lot of them, I I can't be. I just really can't be bothered to play because of how long they take. Like duality can be a slog. Yeah, and Ghost of the Deep is an absolute just like walking through water and sand. Um, but, but um, like the first time you do them, they're fun, right? But even even the first time I did Ghost of the Deep, I was a bit like, okay, this is wrap the shit like, up. Yeah, <laughs> um, I didn't have that with Warlords Ruin, and I like where it is, and I like the fact that it's you know on earth again and it's in a location we don't we haven't really got loads of before you know we did in rise of iron and um but people haven't really had that aesthetic in a while different sort yeah. of snow to europa as well which is nice sure. um, but how it looks and the gameplay of it is great but the loot is awful and it is a loot shooter so yeah that's valid yeah. i mean three out of five all right all right I, so for me, um, if you guys have been listening to the show long enough, you might know that I have had some very passionate opinions about previous dungeons. Um, and so I've been like very disappointed with some in the past. Uh, but this, I'm happy to say, just like solves like all those problems for me. Like one of my biggest issues with stuff like Grasp and Spire is they just kind of take this this one mechanic and then they just copy paste it for every single encounter um and they don't really build upon it too much or not enough to make it interesting in my opinion but with warlords ruin i think every encounter is really really cool and different and interesting and it uses like different mechanics and stuff it's not like we're picking up items and dunking them or throwing balls at shit or something like that because that's so tired <laughs> so like for example like in the second encounter with uh they brought back the weather mechanic from like Deepstone crypt i thought that was awesome and they implemented that in a very cool way i think the final boss with the uh ahamkar is fantastic it's like the scale of that fight i think is really cool i was probably mm -hmm. a pain in the ass to play with rob but um I appreciate you playing that with me because that was a lot of fun. And I really do like, like it's like a three phase boss fight. Um, like one phase is like split up into like three separate, like little sections and everything. And it's just, you're like ascending this uh, spiral essentially of, I don't even know what you call it. There's like floating like rocks and everything because of like magic and whatever. Super, super cool. I think like the, the castle is awesome just as like a set piece but but yeah like you guys are saying um i mean i hate to just you know be an echo chamber just for the sake of discussion but i i do agree the loot is 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 not good uh i, I like just for example like i don't use snipers i don't use swords i don't use bows i don't use sidearms i don't use any of these like weapon types and I get that they're probably less used and they want to give them more of a spotlight, but I, I just don't use them. I will say, though, I do like the armor. I know that's kind of an odd take, <laughs> but um, I don't know. As a hunter, I, I really like the, the hunter armor. I think it's cool. Like the the winter like ice climber thing. I, I think it's kind of sick. 
I think it looks kind of cool. Yeah, I I don't know. I like like the the um, hood is like the fur, like the the white fur and everything, and the the climber the boots hood, are the so cool. okay. I think I it's a little like samey. I know it doesn't fit. Like I'm sure people would have rather have had like cool like knight armor or something more dark age aesthetic for the warlord's ruin dungeon but i personally really like it so i don't mind um so i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a four out of five as well it might be my favorite i don't know i'll decide that at the end of the episode but the the so i mean ultimately at the end of the day it's all subjective opinions on yeah. on oh, aesthetic yeah. right like so so you're entitled to like the climbing gear and we're entitled to not like it or or what have you mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. I, we were talking about this before you got on scotty but i think the part of the problem is like so it's called Warlord's Ruin, and then you know we just got the the Witcher armor that's paid, and so it's it's a little like kind of salt in the wounds because that looks more like armor that should be for a dungeon called Warlord's Ruin. Sure. Um, obviously, I, I, I like get... sorry, yeah, I, I was gonna say I get why it's climbing gear, like I get it, sure, um, but I I think it just could have been a bit different. Because we've had right. similar aesthetic, re- what what did we have? It, it feels recent, but maybe it's not where we've had similar sort of thing. Not climbing gear, but yeah, I mean, it it just looks like samey. I get that. Like, yeah, yeah. It looks I, familiar. I was gonna say, I think a lost opportunity because there's a little Easter egg at the beginning where you can see there's like a wizard, a knight, and a like a rogue like skeletons yeah. like sitting by a fire like outside the dungeon and like that's like a and and elemis to your point you were talking about like kind of the D look and aesthetic which i think mm-hmm. is very very just transparent like it has that that fantasy dungeon-esque look like this is the first dungeon that we've had that's like legitimately in a dungeon um and <laughs> yeah. i i i think yeah. i would have been you know i i sometimes get a little I disconnect whenever they do kind of st- silly aesthetics, like like when your character is like slacks, like the hunter slacks still bother me to like no end. Um, and and the the cowboy hat kind of takes me out of the game a little bit too. But I would have been okay if in this scenario the the armor was a little more themed around, like the warlock got kind of like a wizard armor set, and like the the titan got like a knight, and then the hunter got kind of like a rogue set. I think that would have. Yeah been way cooler and would have matched the the kind of the theming if you will of the dungeon as well in in a slight but just generic climbing gear whether we've gotten stuff similar to it or not just was like i don't know like you see the witcher armor and it's like okay they can do better uh yeah i think think that's the problem i like the spikes on the boots but that is cool but beyond that yeah you know all right so I see what you're saying, because I hadn't actually looked at the Witcher armor uh, until, like, <laughs> right now. And now yeah, yeah, like, yeah. oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah, that's, and, like, <laughs> there, there, cool. there was probably reject designs that they could have just used instead for this. Like, you know, they, they probably go through a few different iterations of, like, armor designs. Like, one of those could have just been the the Warlord's Ruin. Like, I, maybe it would have been too samey to the Witcher armor. And, like, obviously they want you to buy the Witcher armor because it's paid and it, it looks pretty good. But, like... Wait, hold on. Did they they put the Witcher armor wallpaper, they put that in the dungeon, didn't they? It looks like it. The wallpaper? So they made, like, a key art for it. Yeah. 
and it it's got the dungeon in the background. I'm pretty sure. I understand. Like no company would have put that in in the dungeon. Right. Like it would have been in the cosmetics of no 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 company. Would have yeah. Done. Yeah. Like, but, I wish they'd put something. But yeah, I understand because it's like they don't always they don't often go full fantasy. Um, mm. and you know it's could be a missed opportunity when we have a, a full fantasy like end game activity, and then not capitalize on that as far as oh, cosmetics go. I will say the dungeon armor does look more destiny than the Witcher one. Like obviously the sure. Witcher one is inspired by the Witcher, but if you know if you showed me that, you know I th I think more of destiny than you know destiny typical armor than, sure. than the Witcher one. I see that too. All right. Yeah, I mean, any any of the themed armor that they've done, like the Fortnite armor, looked wrong, <laughs> and like it, they also like the Assassin's Creed armor or whatever kind of looked wrong. Like I, I the, when they, they when they, I don't have a problem with crossover stuff, but it also like it always takes me a little bit out of it. I just yeah, like yeah, I, I, I still want my my Overwatch crossover so I can have a Cade skin as Cassidy or. McCree, if most people know. <laughs> I, I'm still petitioning awesome. for that to this day. <laughs> what would the Overwatch skin look like in Destiny, though? Yeah, she's. Well, uh, you just give like Titans a Reinhardt or Doomfist one. No, I um, think Titans should get Winston. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Warlocks <laughs> get uh, Mercy. That that's pretty. Yeah, you know, or like Moira. Yeah, or or Kiriko, and then the mm -hmm. hunters get um, Genji because that's <gasps> just... yeah. See, that would be pretty they, cool. They, yeah, shouldn't shouldn't hunters get um? What's the it's high noon guy? Yeah, Cassie. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Agreed. Um, yeah, yeah. But Genji would be cool, like especially yeah. with the hood that he gets in like the second game and but, everything. But I think like a lot of the like the, yeah, as you say, the Fortnite one is a bit. Is a bit goofy. And, like the 30th every, anniversary every warlock, pack. every warlock wears a stupid fox helmet. Now, I wear the I wear the 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 chest piece from that set, but I don't wear the helmet. I think the helmet looks dumb. Yeah, well, there's a lot of there's obviously a lot of anime fans that think that it's a cat, and uh, I don't know how many <clears> people have told that you know that's a fox, right? And then their whole world gets shattered. So how do they not know it's a fox? I because it looks like a cat. Because it's Fortnite. What like what do you want, man? It's it's hot garbage. Oh, <laughs> Guys, Lego Fortnite came out. Though. Oh my god. Oh yeah, that's gonna I be wanna, the next one. Yeah, the Lego, I want to try, try that, but you have to have Fortnite to play it. And it's, it's like, I know free. I'm, just I, download it. It's I can't fun. be bothered. I just can't be bothered. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to give. I don't want to give Epic my my data. <laughs> Everyone's already got your data. Come on. I know. Hey, do. Don't worry, guys. Destiny expansions are free on Epic Games. <laughs> Yippee! All right. Anyways. Uh, anyway. Attention. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, we were talking about armor and how the loot is bad. Uh, did anyone actually get anything good so far? No. <laughs> yeah, no, I've gotten. Nothing. I've actually gotten some. Like, I got. I got one of the snipers it's it's a strand so it, it has that new uh perk slice i got like a yeah. reconstruction slice slice is kind of cool i was gonna oh, bring that up actually i've gotten i've gotten one of the 
the uh, bows with like explosive and hatchling like that's kind of neat. And I, I've gotten mm-hmm. a couple of the rocket pistols and I got the sword. Uh, it they're all they're all kind of meh. I mean, it's like we're in that phase where we're finally getting like strand and and stasis uh, stuff to fill like those slots. So that's kind of nice. Mm. Um, the rocket pistols kind of fun. Uh, but it's not some like amazing game changer. It it's like it's cool. It breaks barrier champions and you can use it like an end game content for stuff like that. But it's not like. It's not the new thing, like hopefully we get to see it in more than just this dungeon, kind of like the uh, the grenade launcher that came with Spire the Watcher, that one that fires like two grenades. Like mm-hmm. I'd like to see that used in other content, but so far it's only been in that dungeon. So that kind of sucks. Um. But it's 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 okay. I haven't gotten the rubber band gun yet. No, I want to try it in PvP, but I'm more interested in when the um when there's more of those sidearm archetypes when we get one in the kinetic slot. Yeah. Yeah. With fighting lion. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) Like the ultimate scumbag loadout. Yeah, I mean, but. It's cool. I haven't had one drop, and it's a cool idea. Um, I hope it gets it expanded upon. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that'll be there'll be more of that that archetype. I got a bow with um slice hatchling, which is kind of cool. cool. What yeah, does slice it, do? I haven't had it on. It's, it's like severs it's targets after. Yeah, after you use your class ability, it severs targets. Like a, a fixed uh, number of them for like a a fixed duration. You get like a countdown timer. So, yeah, I mean, it seems kind of neat. It's cool that they're both like strand themed and sundering is or sundering. Sundering is the origin trait, speaking of. Yeah, uh, which I don't really understand the origin trait. Right, because there's no vehicles or constructs in the the dungeon. Is the boss gun as a vehicle? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we want to talk lore technically, right? Oh. <laughs> it's like the avatar of um the Ahamkara. Yeah, so it's a vehicle. It's a vehicle for the Ahamkara, right? So yeah, well, yeah. we finally got a boss that wasn't just a flat out I know it is similar to the it's a meatball. Chimera it's a meatball. Yeah, but it, it it looks different enough. It looks a little different. They did change up the meat. They like, made it more um I was telling <laughs> I was telling Rob when we were playing this together when you like first see the chimera like on mm. that bridge and i was like wow they made it look anus time they like doubled down <laughs> on the anus element <laughs> see i thought it looked like a fish <laughs> oh you have a you have a less dirty mind than i do like a, like no, a no, fish anus just, or just like a fish no it reminded me a bit of a sharpedo the pokemon oh, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. In there. oh my god yeah. you're right um <laughs> But it was cool that they changed it enough, whereas all the other bosses have basically just been, you know, reskin, reskin, reskin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's but, cool. Um, it's cool that they did that. It's better. Yeah, it's better than a lot of the other ones. I mean, I think, though, I mean, they did Keitel for duality, which I thought was really cool as far as like. And then we had bosses go. the Agreed. fiery night in. In Pit of Heresy. Yes. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. Dolinkara is slightly different to the typical witch. Nah, I would just call her a witch, to be honest. The head, is a, 
She's not definitely like, enough. A, a shadowy taken captain for prophecy. And... Yeah, that that doesn't. Mm. That was that was lame. I mean, it makes sense because it was supposed to be Aramis or whatever, but I don't. Whatever. School loss. Stupid. Sco- or was it supposed to be? Sc- See, this is this is why you're here because you <laughs> know <laughs> more. Th- I thought it was because Aramis. because it was the uh, the nine who created them and the nine had uh, Skolas in their their custody for a while. Oh, oh right, okay. So yeah. they just like crafted a taken version of Skolas because that's what they knew. Oh, interesting. Is it, is it actually like Skolas's model? Uh, like, I, I to believe so. Yeah, that's, I, I haven't I, actually looked at it specifically. Let me double check. That's interesting. I I always was under the impression that it was like supposed to be like because the dungeon was called Prophecy and the next expansion it was is Beyond supposed Light, to represent. Like, it's supposed Aramis. to represent Aramis. That's but, what I thought. That's interesting. Um, That's cool. I didn't know it. Huh. But I mean, obviously, like they're not going to shove in Aramis's model there before the you know, no expansion. No. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. All right, so good segue into talking about the story. So, all right. So, I pulled up. I found like a Reddit. No, comment. it's just generic taken captain. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not so lame. Good. They should have stole uh, the skull. It looks, a, it looks a bit like it's a mixture between the old D one, uh, fallen boss model that they used. Yeah. yeah. Um, like the uh, what's the strike on Venus? Oh, Winter's Run. That's it. It's a mixture of that and then the sort of Skolos headpiece. Um, but it's not Skolos. But yeah, it has right, a, yes. Skolos yeah. has those weird like horn things on his And he and he has like big he has bigger tanks than some of the other he has yeah. like bigger Aoife tanks. Alright, so to summarize the story of Warlord's Ruin, I'm going to kind of give a summary and then Elemist, if I say something wrong Correct me after I'm done here. So, Naeem was, again, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but she was a warlord who was in charge of, this was her castle, I believe, and she was killed by House of Kings when they came to take over her castle because she was friends with the Ahamkara Hefend, and her wish was to enact vengeance on the House of Kings. And so Heffend, beyond the grave, it, like, his fulfills said wish. Correct? Yes. In, in a nutshell, I guess? Yes. Okay, but with more detail, uh, please enlighten me. So... It, 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 honestly, like, you, you got it on the head. Essentially, okay, cool. the the House of Kings invaded the 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 castle, and the Ahamkara wanted vengeance against them because I I don't even actually know the motivations behind it. All I know is that the Ahamkara wanted vengeance. I think um, it was because Naim died and. That was her wish. And they were like kindred spirits. Yeah, they were like, they were buddies. And he's like, I'll do that for you because that was your wish and we're friends. You, so. But I was a king's killed my, my best buddy. Right. So essentially, 
the Amkar reached out to the Taken because at this point, like, and and this is modern time at, um, the Ahamkara was able to reach out to the Taken because they are currently leaderless. The witnesses in the Pale Heart, um, uh, Zivu Arath has retreated right. because she no longer is connected to her her throne world. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, there's nobody leading the the Taken, and all they want is just purpose. They 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 want something to give them direction. The Ahamkara took that and was able to manipulate it enough that, oh, yeah, I'll give you purpose. Um, and the Ahamkara was able to essentially pull darkness energy from them and create the, the taken chimera that we see, which is essentially the Ahamkara's spirit. Um, and then the the Ahamkara was able to enact its revenge against the House of Kings by turning them into scorn gotcha. and using them as an army. Gotcha. So they're they're brand new and they're not connected to fight right. or anything like that. Gotcha. Right. And actually, that is why the first boss is there. Yeah, um, the, the first boss is one of Fickrell's knights. Okay, gotcha. That was a speaking of that encounter is pretty sweet. It's um, it's very simple, but I really like the spike cage mechanic. I think it's pretty cool. It's kind of stressful and it's new, and we, that's something we hadn't seen before. And it's a cool way to open the the dungeon. It's just very fast and hectic and pretty short, but it's. It's a cool encounter, um, and it's a good way to introduce the scorn and everything like that. It was pretty neat. Yes. Um, I agree. Yeah, and then speaking of lore, so throughout the dungeon, you get kind of the story of the dungeon, uh, not only through dialogue from Petra and Aldrin, just like outside um, of these secret areas, but there are these secret rooms which have like Ahamkara bones in them and you get some dialogue from Petra and Aldrin and I don't know who else was part of it, maybe Osiris or something. But um you get dialogue from them kind of unpacking the story. Uh which was really cool. And I played it with you, Rob, and you had already, you know, I don't know, level three essence or yes. whatever you had to have to like unlock all these doors. Which was actually like a very cool experience playing it through the whole time and finding all the doors and getting all the story. And I kind of wish that wasn't like gated behind multiple replays. Cause personally, I really enjoyed that as my first go through, uh, getting to see all the, the, the whole story through all of the little doors and everything. Yeah, I preferred that. Cause I think, cause I mean like, so the, the way you're supposed to do it, right, is you complete it the first time. So you like before you even do the dungeon, you pick up a quest from Ikora. And when you go through it, you you collect like a bone fragment after you beat Heffend, um, or the spirit of Heffend, the, the Chimera version of him. And that kind of kicks you off. And then you have to basically go and there's there's three tiers of doors that you have to find and open throughout 
and they are kind of uh, in line with the the you have to kind of you when you kill a boss, they drop like a like a glass fragment or something like that. Um, and you have to collect a certain number of those um, as well as um, there are screebs that are around that kind of appear in, in sp specific places. And when you shoot them and damage them, they drop these tinctures that you pick up. Uh, and ultimately, so that's part of the quest is you have to keep collecting those and finding like the tier one doors. And then once you do that, allows you to unlock the tier two doors and then you can unlock the tier three doors. The only problem is they're kind of scattered in like a specific order. So like you have to basically go through the entire dungeon before you can start unlocking the tier one doors. And then you have to go through it again before you can start unlocking like the tier two doors. And so that first night that the dungeon came out, we went in blind. And enjoyed it so much we ended up beating the dungeon like three or four more times um because we were kind of like okay well let's find the tier two doors and then we found all the tier three doors and like unlocked everything um and then it just kind of came down to like farming the bosses over and over again so you could get those specific like currencies that they drop um but ultimately yeah so it's but once you have the tier three doors open if you take someone new through it you can just unlock them as as they appear kind of in the dungeon so that's what i was able to do with scotty was just Okay, here's I know where this door was. I don't think we found all of them. There's still one or two that I had kind of forgotten um, where they were located. But but ultimately, yeah, you got kind of the the meat of the lore um, going through that first time. And I I agree with you. It'd be kind of nice to like be able to do that um, as you're going through. But ultimately, they want to have that kind of replay value of yeah. Um, I get that. But but I I I mean all the other dungeons. I'm trying to think like you can like you can find the dead ghosts or whatever in ghosts of the deep, like as you're going through the first time. So like if you, if you're just being super meticulous and, yeah. and taking your time, you can basically get the entire kind of lore backstory, but this requires multiple playthroughs unless you have someone who's already unlocked all the doors for you. So I, I agree with you on that sense. Yeah. I just, I feel like, I mean, this isn't speaking from experience cause I already just got the whole story right off the bat. But if I feel like in theory, if it was if I went back and like replayed it and, you know, had to, you know, get it piecemeal through multiple playthroughs, I feel like it would just ruin kind of like the pacing and the investment I had in the story, I guess. Sure. You know, I, I liked that it was just like a full through narrative and um, it felt like one of the most cohesive and interesting stories out of all the dungeons, to be honest with you. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it's, it's interesting because now they're putting more story. Like, there is obviously story in the past dungeons, but now we have people talking to you while you're doing them and, right. um, and things like that. Whereas in uh, some like of the Shattered other Throne or something. Yeah. Like, they don't talk to you. Like, I think you'd time. occasionally have Riven speak. Could be wrong. And then you'd have that statue, uh, the Awoken statue that was. Oh, yeah. But, sure you wouldn't have people saying stuff throughout it. Yeah, I think that's exactly. definitely, a, I think, is a step in the right direction now. I think so, too, for sure. And I don't know, I feel like out of the recent stories, I, I do think Warlord's Rune has the most interesting, like you said, Elemist, like um, the Hamkara lore, I think is awesome. And mm -hmm. to get more of that is, is, is pretty neat. And to do, we haven't done like Dark Age Warlord stuff in a long time. So to go back to that, is is i think a good idea and, and uh, season yeah i know when's the shack season and no siva guys no <laughs> tifa 
Yeah, that was. I, Why I, wasn't the final boss save? What? <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely like hard copium for me when they when they announced <laughs> the title of it was Warlord's Ruin. I was like, all right, are we finally going to get some kind of like? I I thought maybe it was going to be something like the Scorn are looking for Siva, and like I thought it was maybe going to be kind of a Saladin fueled narrative where he's like guiding you as you're as you're trying to like uncover stuff mm-hmm. like that was that was my hope i know that's like super naive <laughs> hope and and ultimately it doesn't really make sense because it's it's warlord's ruin not iron lord's ruin so like i'm glad it's not siva to be honest with you I, yeah I, it's like it, I don't know, i've heard people talk about siva so many times at this point i think that it's just like but bungie could have got away with not having siva <laughs> but one they made ornaments with siva on right and then two we it's had true. The um, zero hour was about Seaver. Right. And that refueled people's all oh, there's Seaver in D2. And obviously the pre release screenshot in D2 of that the Exodus right. uh, Black Strike was going to be about Seaver. Right. On Nessus. Right. But yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, I, I, it's, as long as they keep putting ornaments in the game that have Seaver, people are going to keep asking for it. Yes, like yeah, that's right. on them for. Yeah keeping that that copium source alive like 100 that's on them like dangling that carrot in front of right. us it, it is but like from a lore standpoint siva's never going to come back yeah like that story's over right well it, even more than that like it was the warm mind that that created the 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 procedure for siva and, and dead we destroyed the replication chamber, so no new Siva is being created, and Rasputin is dead. So, like, it's it's pretty much just gone. You know, yeah. someone be like, "Well, the Vex can simulate Siva." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, like, bullshit excuse. Now, like, there's still going to be <laughs> Siva mentions in like the background of the background, um. Because like we got mentions of that in Lightfall, right? Mm. How the the Quicksilver is essentially Siva 2.0. I yeah. reckon it will come back at some point in the far far future, like just in in some. Because if enough people want it, then they're not gonna not do it. That's like silly not to. You think so? You know? What yeah, if oh, yeah, his final shape? What if his plan is to make everything Siva? <laughs> that's the actual i say we let him win yeah <laughs> destiny reddit would be ecstatic well i think i um, like i know they, they haven't flat out said that they're going to bring back wrath of the machine because they have to make siva they'd have to right they'd have, they'd, to they'd the have fallen to, models in detail right but it's also like i don't know like it's it's it is genuinely or generally regarded as like the best raid from d1 and they still haven't brought it back and i think i think they're hesitant to because of what you said mapador like they'd have to like they'd have to make these new character models and and yeah and then and, and then once they've done that it opens the it opens pandora's box right. of Seavers in the game we all right. have Seaver, you know and then right but they can't not put the Seaver in the can you imagine if they release Wrath of the Machine, but he's not Seaver? All the Seaver's gone from it. Right. Well, it's not Wrath of the Machine at that yeah. point, then. Like, exactly. I, yeah. So, so all... I, I think they're, I think they're 
stalling out as long as they can uh having to to put it in there but at some point they're gonna have to put wrath of the machine when when the numbers go to shit and the revenue's gone to shit exactly it's an emergency break glass for siva (laughs) and i and i feel like that is that is if they that yeah this is the the spin foil hat theory if they get so low that they're they are considering having to to close the doors again i could see them coming out with a tweet saying like hey Wrath of the Machine is right around the corner, and that would that would generate so much hype and so much buzz and so much like freak outedness that it would it would rejuvenate the game one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean they already did that with Cade, just like the nostalgia bait kind of thing. Yeah, where exactly. They have, you know, exactly. in case yeah. of emergency, like you said, man, with like, but they have a bunch of glass <laughs> cases, yep. and there's a little there's one's a little horn, one one's Cade. There's yeah. a little <laughs> a little a little hammer made out of Siva for breaking that yeah. glass. Uh, one was Oryx. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's, the, then, what's another one? What's another one? I really run out of ideas. Well, Vault, Vault of Glass, I think, was the first one, right? Bringing yeah. that yeah. bring that back was an experiment to see like what is are it, people. What's even his name? Extreme. Joe Staten Destiny Cut is his <laughs> it was that his name? The guy who did the story of the, yeah, the yeah, first Staten, story. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that <laughs> that's somewhere as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, really? yeah. There's there's a bunch of yeah there's a bunch of emergency cases somewhere that that and I think and I think Wrath of the Machine is the very very last one, the like Omega one where it's like if we don't break this glass we're we're turning servers off. Uh, <laughs> totally, that's the last resort, right? And they wouldn't even have to they wouldn't even have to come out for with a for within like a year, right? All they have to do is just make some ominous tweet. That says like consume, replicate, destroy, or whatever the the, the little like <laughs> exactly. right. That's all they would need to tweet, and and you yeah. would have so many YouTube videos speculating. And here's what we know about Wrath of the Machine coming back in D two. It's like this I'll, is I'll, all we know, but you're gonna make I'll, a ten minute video about it. Like yeah. I'll go through the whole process of being a, a like a social media manager at Bungie just to tweet that to cause chaos. Yeah, that's <laughs> all. And sacked. right, and get sacked. <laughs> right, and that's that's all they would need to do. And that would immediately rejuvenate whatever like negative low point the game is in, right? Like who, who there was some content creator that made some I don't know if they were dentist or talking about Destiny, but they're like every every game company is like one 30 second trailer away from like completely getting back like pre-orders and things like that. And, and to, you brought up Cade, yeah. right? With like Final Shape was or uh Lightfall was not well received. And then at that six month mark, they had to have some kind of trailer come out. And sure enough, they showed Cade and everyone just lost their minds. So, yeah, yeah. they fired Michael Salvatore so they could afford Nathan Fillion to come back. Jesus. (laughs) Oh, God. Oof. I got a little dark. I know. It sounds dark. That was what that's probably what happened. What makes it even worse is the fact that all of his work for uh, the final shape is already done. Right. Yeah, that's nuts. Sorry, no, that's a good I had to scene. go to that place. Yeah, you just had to you just had to ruin it like a warlord. So sorry, <laughs> sorry guys. No. Apologize. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's talk let's talk mechanics of encounters a little bit because we kind of we just kind of glossed over it a little bit. But um, what is someone throw out their favorite encounter out of the three? I think the biting cold is just hectic enough that it adds an element of like you have to pay attention in that especially in that or in that second encounter um and and yeah. i think it it makes for interesting damage phases because 
you have to stand by the fire so you can't do like a sword. I mean, I've, I've watched videos of people soloing it with like crazy strand Titan builds where they are basically doing melee stuff. But for the most part, the, the typical team or even if you're doing it solo, you're staying by the fire to, to stay protected. And part of that is due to the, the biting cold uh, mechanic. And I, I like that it adds that element of like, you have to be paying attention to it. And it's just one slight thing that you need to be juggling during that encounter um, while you're trying to take down the, the scorn guys. So that's, that's my favorite. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I like the boss fight personally. I think the boss fights really quite impressive. The only thing with the boss fight, Oh, you mean the final boss? Like Hef- yes, the Dan? final Heffen. Yeah, the biggest problem with that one, I think, in terms of like scale, it's just so cool. But the whole meleeing the stupid guys. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it, that- it's not my favorite. No. Yeah. That that gets annoying. And I can't tell you how many. I can't tell you how many times I've died because I made something and then it meleeed me back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're I I watched a couple like Twitter like clips of people like they're trying to do a solo flawless and they just get stuck in this loop where they melee them and then the guy like like melees them back immediately and there there needs to be like a cooldown for like transferring it or something like because it's it's definitely and it's one of those things when you have three people playing and there's three of those scorn and trying to figure out which one hasn't been meleeed mm-hmm. yet and it's like hectic. Yep. Yeah, it definitely that almost feels like it's easier to do if you're doing it solo because there's just you and one dude. Uh, and like, yeah, I, I feel like it, it would be it would be better if there was just one guy, regardless of how many right. people were in the fire team. Right. You yeah. know, it's manageable. It's still something you have to worry about, but it's like much more manageable and less infuriating when, right. you know, something inevitably goes wrong and you at the last frame possible you get right doinked and then you're gone so yeah that that mechanic is not my favorite but the rest of it was really really cool i think yeah Um, i like you can keep shooting the eyes to like extend damage yeah it's it's, Um, it's a cool cool concept and the just like the fact that you like stand around like different platforms in a circle around the boss kind of reminded me of argos took me back to eater of worlds a little bit yeah uh, those damage phases but yeah i thought i thought that one was cool that's my personal favorite elmas what was yours sorry map what was your favorite? <laughs> the prison cell <laughs> the prison, <laughs> prison. <laughs> oh my god so Tommy my my fire team went in blind and it took us 20 minutes to figure out that prison cell <laughs> 20 minutes is not bad i rob it rob showed me how to do it because we weren't gonna you know watch me try and figure this out alone there's no way in hell i would have figured that out (laughs) yeah i that's nuts dude so we we went in blind the the first day that i did it um kind of it had been spoiled for like two of us where i accidentally like clicked on something in red and and someone's like oh yeah you just look at the tally marks and that tells you clockwise versus counterclockwise and I was like, oh, OK, but that still didn't make any sense to us because the the we like finding all six of the, the little rotary dials was like the challenge and us. But I, I love that, like, if you go in there with a the fire team of three that you have to kind of like communicate to each other of like, I, I've got I can see my two and those people can see their two. Like it's yeah, it's cool. It's 
Yeah, I mean, I can't, like, critique it because I didn't do it blind, but it just, it, it seems like it would be absurdly difficult if I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Like, you showed me, like, the tally marks on the ground. Right. What? There's, n- I would have never connected those dots. I don't even look up half the time when I'm playing Destiny. <laughs> like, Ryan and I will be playing a dungeon. I think we did Spire and, like, Duality together, like, blind day one. And half the time we got stuck is because we didn't look at the ceiling. A hole in the ceiling that we're to. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of holes in ceilings in this dungeon, too. Yeah, so. there are. Yeah. I've made it a point ever since to always look up. Every time I get stuck somewhere, I'm like, oh, it must be in the ceiling. Because right. I never, I never look up. Yeah, I, that is one, it's kind of more of like a meta critique of, of kind of like certain design elements in like the game where like, okay, so, so a perfect example for this dungeon is we, when we first went in, we thought we had to shoot the, the like the little things that the the big scorn guys drop on the ground because every other instance where they do that in the game you just shoot like the the void or the arc of the solar ones to break them but in this you and 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 when you shoot it it gives you a hit marker and so for like the first time we did it we thought we had to like shoot it to like break and whittle them down or something like that or like to neutralize them we had no idea that standing in it is how to like do it now there is like a little circle around there but every other instance where you've ever seen this in the game you shoot it to destroy it or likewise in like king's fall when you have to stand in the blight to detonate the corruption every other time up to that point you've ever seen blight you just shoot it so there's like kind of something not intuitive or or i i think the the probably my biggest example and most egregious one is in um duality where in every other instance you shoot the bells to like transport to like the different dimension but yeah. only in the kaido fight do you shoot the bells to stop her and stun her and it's yeah. like that should have been a different symbol or it should have been a different thing because up to that point the bells do a completely different mechanic and like i it bothers me when they do kind of stuff like that where they're not reusing assets because that's not really what the the issue is it's just like they're they're and i know it's kind of supposed to be a puzzle and like a mechanic to like figure out and that's like part of the fun of it it just sometimes they 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 reuse things in a different way where we've been trained to do things a specific way and i always kind of ponder like how the hell were we supposed to figure that out or like why is it when you teaches you a mechanic and the whole way through you'll be like in rage you're being taught oh this is the mechanic right and then they add stuff to it oh we're gonna make it harder by doing this oh they make we'll change it up a bit by mm-hmm. doing this whereas like as you say in duality and in this it's like oh it's a complete different thing right and it, it doesn't yeah like, I, I i get yeah i get it and it ultimately didn't matter because we figured it out like almost immediately like on the second attempt we're like oh we're standing in it and it's going away but it's just that kind of initial like why give us hit markers and use use the design of something that we've always had to shoot to destroy or like in like interact with and now we have to like stand in a, a pool around it like i it just mm-hmm. they, they do they do things like that once in a great great while that's just like slightly counterintuitive and frustrating 
Yeah, I see what you mean. I don't think there's too much of it in Warlords of Ruin, though. No, and and, no. and once you once you figure that out, everything else is good. I think the only we we kept dying at the second boss because we did not realize that the lamps in the back were how you get rid of biting cold. Uh, and we felt really silly once we figured it out because we're like, oh, <laughs> there's these lamps right here. We can stand next to them like it, like I was because I the first the first time I saw it, I'm like, there's no way that that's like warm enough that that would if I'm dying due to like frost from like a, a deep freeze, this little tiny lamp's not going to thaw me out. But lo and behold, it it did. Uh, so we felt kind of silly there, but that was <laughs> that was a fun mechanic to figure out because it's like you're supposed to kind of like wander around and explore and look at like what's what can you interact with and like it has an obvious kind of like color difference to yeah. know so that yeah. that was on us for not like figuring that out and i i i was it was kind of one of those like head slap moments where it's like we're idiots like of course that's what you do um but when you're getting hit markers on something that you normally shoot and nothing happens like that's a that's a bad design but yeah yeah, yeah. i um another weird mechanic speaking of like the second encounter not that it's bad it's just a little it was a little strange is you know whatever they're called the little taken ball things like um cleanse i guess in order to you know continue the encounter in that second one the you oh the, the eyes that you shoot yeah the eyes well no not the eyes the when you have to kill the scorn the big scorn guys and they drop one like halfway through their health. Oh, and yeah. They yeah. Drop the other one at the very end. And if you insta kill them with like a rocket or blade barrage or golden gun or whatever, uh, they'll only drop one, which is kind of strange. Yes. Um, but it's not necessarily bad. It, it, it just kind of was, was a little odd. It took me a minute to figure that out. Yeah. It, it... Because there's times where I've sat there. So for for if you haven't done the dungeon spoilers and all that stuff, there's there's the scorn that that after a while will drop these. What are their little blight things called? The um, I have no idea. But they're they're kind of like when you normally fight the scorn, they they drop the little like floating lanterns that either like have the the arc or void or solar effect where like the arc, it like slows you down. Totems. Totems. Thank you. So there's like there's like a taken totem that they drop and you have to stand in it and that like purifies it. And usually that's how you get to like either damage or to the next part of the mechanic. And in the second encounter, you have to stand in there. And however many you neutralize causes these little like burning pyres to to get created that you can then put in these pillars to start on fire. And that's how you do do damage. You generate four of them and then you stand in that pillar uh, in order to actually damage the boss. You get like a, a countdown and then you have to run to one of the other ones. So it's kind of like the caretaker uh, in Vowed the Disciples sort of. So it's a cool mechanic. But however many you get each cycle is dependent on how many of these stupid things you neutralize. And it seemingly you can get a single scorn to drop two at a time because they always drop one when they die. But it seems like either you have to like get him to drop it. You can like kind of chip away, but it seems like if you stun lock him, he won't drop it. So you can do like a little bit of damage to pepper him, but you want ideally to, you want him to drop it and then you want to kill him immediately. And then you can stand and basically, cause it takes about seven seconds to purify People keep calling it a Venn diagram because there's like a little circle on the ground where you have to stand. And so if they overlap, it looks like a Venn diagram. 
And so you can stand in that little section and and purify both at the same time, which gives you like it speeds up the encounter and how quickly you can get to damage. And so it's, it makes sense. But trying to get him to drop that initial one seems really inconsistent. Like if you do yeah. too much damage, yeah, you can either like immediately melt him and then he'll only drop the one. But you're kind of on this tight timer because eventually the biting cold mechanic from from um, Beyond Light will come out. And after 10 seconds of stacks, you basically die. And so you have to like purify it. But yeah, there's there's no seemingly consistent way to get him to drop that first one. Uh, and it's really frustrating. Um, yeah, it's just it's finicky. Yeah. And, you know, anytime mm-hmm. there's a mechanic like that that relies on just like weird stuff like that, it just it's a little bit frustrating. It's like um, it's not nearly as bad as this, but, you know, the middle encounter of Grasp of Avarice with making that revolve around the physics. Oh, yes. You you love that encounter, Scotty. Oh, yeah. Sure. Sure. That's that's a word for it. That that is the worst dungeon encounter out of every dungeon ever. And it was just a stupid idea on paper. It just sounds idiotic to have it based around like physics like yeah yeah, horrible horrible idea um but just like stuff like that where it's it's not entirely within your control kind of thing yeah it's never fun when you're fighting against the game itself it it, and not playing it it doesn't work yeah the 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 difficulty shouldn't be in getting the game to cooperate it should be in your ability to like execute in a exactly in a and I mean, there's there's a lot of instances like that, right? Because the more of these you purify, like in the first encounter, extends how long you get to do damage on the boss. And sometimes it's simply the case you you can only diffuse one of them and getting to the second one is like difficult. And so it's kind of like, well, that sucks. And then other times you get really, really lucky and he'll drop both right next to each other and you can do the Venn diagram thing and and dismantle both at the same time. And it's seemingly RNG and it's like all the while you're like running around making sure you're not dying or getting yourself into a, a situation where you get killed and and you also have to to balance this mechanic and obviously it's a it's a dungeon and to be able to pull it off solo and flawlessly should be a feat that you know not everyone is able to do because it's not just a strike you know there's there's some skill that needs to go into this but it yeah mm-hmm. to a certain point it's frustrating when it seems like it's out of your control and it's nothing something you did wrong it's just the game decided to give you two of them this time instead of one for seemingly random reasons sure it yeah stuff like that just makes it difficult the good thing is though i think with warlord's ruin is like it's it's not like egregious like this isn't like the main part of that encounter anything like that and it doesn't like hinder how much i enjoy the dungeon as a whole or that encounter specifically um it's just, yeah, it's just a trend that I hope doesn't continue with certain things. Right. And the same thing kind of goes with like the punchy, punching the dude in the last encounter, because it's not entirely. I mean, you could argue it's a skill issue, but it's it's just like <laughs> kind of annoying. Right. You know, because it's like ultimately it's, it's almost like fighting with like the AI and you're like up to the mercy of, of that kind of thing. Right. But I don't know. But anyways, so all that to say, I think it's time to for the final verdict, which means where does it rank among all of the other dungeons? Because I love comparing things and ranking. It's fun. I don't know why. But Elemis, we'll start with you. You said this is your favorite of all time. 
What's yes. like your top three at least? Then what it was like second and third place. Uh, so second is prophecy. Okay. Um, and part of that is because like I was in there for like two or three weeks straight trying to do the solo flawless. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally got it, and I I felt so accomplished, and I still do. Um. And then third favorite is Shattered Throne. Oh, wow. nice, simple. Like if if I want to get somebody started on end game content, I usually take them through that. That's fair. It, I mean, it's, it, it's pretty easy. It, right, right. It's easy. Like it, it's a little bit of an ego boost for them because like, oh, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's a good beginner dungeon. Yeah. There's cool parts of it. Like the throwaway, I think, was is pretty sweet. Like um Oh my god, yeah. Pretty sweet elements. I I I took a clanmate through last night for her very first time, and we were sitting at the throwaway just farming ammo. And she was like, Do these ever stop? <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, no, they never stop. They never it's stop. The <laughs> it's called that for a reason. That's funny. My my other clanmate was like, no, we're just here. I, I'm just farming ammo until you guys say you're done. And I'm sitting there like, I've been done for five minutes. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. All right. That's 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 cool. And I respect that. I wouldn't. I'm not going to say I agree because prophecy is not my favorite, but I respect it. Rob, what about you? No, oh, this is going to be fun. If you uh, put Grass of Avarice anywhere, I'm. So this this might be never speaking to you again. This might be number one. Like I, because I it, like I don't I don't really have like there's there's little nuances with with some of the mechanics, but none of them feel like a tedious slog. Like so many of the other fights, like I think Spire the Watcher is effect is like really only. I don't like running it because like I hate shooting the eyes in the second encounter like that drives me nuts. And I know it's like one little part of it, but I hate doing that. And then you want people to say to that. Yeah, what? Skill issue. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm and I'm on console, so like I acknowledge that, but it's like no, same is is the the only reason I was able to to get through that is I had a trace rifle with reconstruction, and I could burn through all 200 shots and like melt the eyes. That's the only way I was able to do that one solo. Um, but like, so okay, so I and so all of that to say, I don't really have any gripes with this. Like, yeah, the the punching those guys gets a little tedious, but like I usually run Invis Hunter. So it makes that part a lot easier because you can literally smoke bomb them and in the same like action, go invisible and melee them and they don't bother you. So like that's that's fine with me. Um, So I I would think this is number one. And then, yeah, Scotty, I'm sorry to say, I think grasp is number two for me. Um, Are you being serious? Yeah, because I (laughs) had serious for the same kind of thing of of Shattered Throne is I like taking people through that encounter through that dungeon for the first time because because the the set pieces are are like entertaining and and because people like the cosmodrome and and like feel at home there but i've i've taken a lot of people through that dungeon and people have a hell of a time with it um and and have have like the people like 
people like doing the sparrow encounter where they're dismantling mines and I'll like that the sparrow encounter um, awesome. and and i i do completely acknowledge and i do accept that the 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 second encounter where you're pushing the physics bombs around are incredibly tedious and i i wish there was a better way to traverse that whole play space but i really like that it's one giant open arena um and i would love if we got like a crucible map that was a small version of that uh where you had man cannons that you were using to launch back and forth between platforms and like i don't know like that just seems like screaming for a pvp map uh and i like i like the final boss encounter um and then i think third is shattered throne also just because i think it's like kind of a neat setting and to your point lms2 like it's got it's it's very approachable um thematically it's really really cool like it's this whole castle that's just completely taken and some of the bot like and 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 each of those three encounters feels completely different like that was something that they kind of seemed to steer away from after um pit of heresy where like each encounter you're doing something completely different and it's it's intuitive and easy to understand and Duel and Karu is kind of a fun final boss uh, once you like have it kind of mastered. So, yeah, I think that's my three. Sorry, Scotty. Uh, I, <laughs> that's insane. That's insane. No, I, I respect it. I get it. I've never taken both. Well, and, and I think the I think the armor and weapon drops are like some of the best from Grasp of Avarice. If we're, oh, if we're using... Destiny one. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, because you also get the the thorn armor, which is like incredible. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. The what was it called? Twisting Echo or something like that. Something Something like that. Those are cool. Yeah. And that was when they first started doing the what was the special armor called? The extra artifice 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 armor. armor. Yeah, Mm. yeah, that's true. All right. Well, I'll save that conversation for another time because I could. Are you firing me from the podcast now? I mean, (laughs) drafting the letter as we speak but <laughs> <laughs> man what is I mean, your it, ranking or oh no go ahead i mean it just boils down to the fact that he likes pushing balls around yeah <laughs> exactly true <laughs> no and you like gambit because that's that's all it is that's all it is rob it's just yeah gambit. it really is let's go play gambit Gambit's more fun anyways yeah but this is <laughs> this has cool armor gambit doesn't uh, so that's true oh my god know. so we've got gambit the dungeon and gambit the raid yeah Oh, oh wait! Also, you could also just go play Prophecy because that's the same the same thing too. No, <laughs> same dungeon. No, because there's there's a light and dark mechanic as well, so it's slightly like Gambit. It's slightly it's better. It's slightly <laughs> different. Yeah, yeah. slightly better because Grasp has nothing else besides you pick up things and you dunk them. That's it. You don't dunk them. You stand <laughs> next to it, and they. That's dunk even worse. For you. you don't even have to press a button. You just stand right. next to it. Right. <laughs> this is like it's Gambit, the most hated debate like, I've ever heard. Of you can you can emote right. while you're depositing them, so it's like a double win. A, a double. Uh, that it's a dungeon. It's a dungeon. It's supposed to be at least halfway difficult. Um, you this Gambit in 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 a bloody uh, thingy. Why have I forgotten the name of it? In, in the Rolk fight. That, that's Gambit. That has some Gambit in it. Everything has fucking Gambit. Oh, yeah. In. Yeah, there's... Yeah, it's everything's just, like... The final boss in Garden of Salvation is Gambit. And, and like... Hell, Gambit, Gambit is the final shape, right? With Siva, so... <laughs> <laughs> It'll be Siva-themed Gambit. 
<laughs> you joke, people would play that. <laughs> they would play it. They'd buy yeah, it. People would play it. <laughs> they would. True. I'll give them ideas. <laughs> no, it'd be fun. All right, Mip, what's what's your top three? Um, one is probably Prophecy. That's um, you guys oh, are crazy. I, I I just love the aesthetic of it. I know there are the the sparrow bit in the middle is a bit eh, but I I like the boss fight and the music is very cool. Um, That's fair. Two is probably Shattered Throne. Um, just the experience of doing it for the first time, like. Uh, with who I was playing Destiny at the time, with we went in like completely blind, under leveled, and two manned it, um, and that was probably one of the most fun experiences I've had in the game anyway. And then because of just how vast it was at the time, and obviously for a new experience of a dungeon, and then probably third is Spire. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. It's named three of my least favorite dungeons. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the rest <laughs> have all got long ass bit. Grass would probably be fourth or maybe fifth. Um, just because of the servitor encounter is literally, if you took that servitor encounter out, it would have been amazing. Amazing is It literally is it's it's such a like it just kills it just kills the mood, the vibe and the the pace of the whole thing. It's like, yeah. oh you just did all this cool stuff and then bam, here, push servitors into a Cannon. Yeah, the it it kills the pacing of the dungeon one hundred percent. It does. If you if if they added a different yeah. encounter there, or they did like the boss had two phases, that would have been fine. Yeah, yeah. and it will doesn't uh, the servitor encounter come right after the sparrow encounter? Too? Yes, yeah, that's why well, it yeah. kills the pacing. It's like sparrows. The sparrow part is so fun and like it's awesome, and then it just comes to a the, screeching the only off. the only only good thing about that bit. Is the music, which is the Skolos theme. It's not the full one, but it's a version of it. Yeah, yeah. the Shadow and, and when I first... yeah. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah. Um no no no, it is part of the Is it the Skolos theme or No, it's or... not the Skolos. It's it's from the Taken King soundtrack though, but it yeah, yeah. it's um and I when I when we first got there when we were doing it, I was like, Oh, this is cool. And then it quickly just became what the f <laughs> can it can it end? Yeah. Um, and then I and then it'd be like Probably this Waller's Ruin probably be fourth or fifth. I can't decide. And then Ghost of the Deep is definitely last. And then Pit and Duality can fight it out because Pit is kind of bad, but the aesthetic is cool and the music is cool. But then you guys love my list. Yeah, you're. <laughs> I, I already kind of know what half your list is, and it's. I, it, I feel bad it, for you, Scotty. If, if anyone, <laughs> if anyone in existence was Ghost of the Deep. As number one as their favorite dungeon, then there's something. I think they should be locked away. <laughs> well, it's it's unfortunate because it's probably thematically. It's probably my favorite. It's just not no! fun to play. No! <laughs> Look him he, up. He, he, he said Look thematically. Him yeah, right, no, no, exactly. No, no. Like all, yeah. all, all. It would it would take a lot for me. And Scotty, I I know I you and I will run it sometime. It's going to take a lot for me to like want to farm that dungeon like let's say i wanted one of the weapons or something but i got really really lucky and i got the exotic on the first my first run and i was like well i'm glad i don't have to ever have to do this again uh but because it it is like i absolutely love the idea and the reveal because i we did go into it blind and it was kind of this this big reveal where it's like well i'll save it for scotty although you kind of know but it's like yeah it's such a 
it's such a cool like aha moment for like the entire franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just the encounters are. But the encounters are so terrible. All they need to do is bad. remove the shield from them, so you don't have to use Arbalist and cut their health in half. Like that's all you'd have to, and and shorten the the underwater sequences. Make it, make it so Joe, they should do. Make it so if you've done the dungeon a certain amount of times, you can run through the water. Yes, yes. There should just be like a portal that allows you to just go to the second encounter, like. Yeah, because okay. it is so. Oh, <laughs> the amount of times I've done that bloody dungeon on a Sunday night at like ten p.m. for some unknown reason, and I've got to get up for work and be up at six in the morning, and someone's gone, "Oh, let's do that dungeon. I need to do this." And I'm going, oh, "Fine, <laughs> fine." And then we get to we get to we get to the final boss, and it's stupid time, and I should be in bed. Oh. <laughs> All right, so Map, you're the first to bring up Spire the Watcher, though, as your top three. Spire. Um, I just, I just find it fun the shooting, the connecting wires and cables. That was just, it, it was very refreshing. I know you like do doing that the entire time. I didn't mind it. Yeah, I know it's like shooting the. It's different than standing on a plate or walking through water. Yeah, that, no, that was, it, it was more yeah. enjoyable than that. It's with the with the sh- with the the shooting mechanic of of connecting the the wires though. I love that, like, by the time that I... Because I ran that one solo. Uh, by the time I had finished it, I felt so confident in my memorization of, like, which pylons I had to shoot in which order. Yeah. That, like, that one, you, you are rewarded for, like, you kind of practicing it. it. Yeah, exactly. Can, I can go to the, the second, the, the first boss and just do each, you know, section of it, like, just like that, because right. I remember how they are, and, right. and it doesn't take very long. Like, the first time you do it, yeah, it's going to be... a bit of a slog but once you know what order they go in it's just just easy right i think my biggest problem with spire the watchers i am so ass at that first platforming part Mm -hmm. where you gotta jump on all the things i don't know what it is but there is like a disconnect with me for completing that i just got vertigo i i also i i wish that so is spire the watcher the only one that has like an opening encounter that's not really an encounter. Um, I think that also kind of hurts that dungeon of like, right. You have to do that whole opening sequence to get it started. And then you don't even get like, there's not a reward for it. Yeah. It, 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 it hurts that one because like as a stark contrast to this, where it's like you load in and you're at the first encounter in like, what's that? Grasp of Everest has that. The, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, I'll give you that. That has whole like, opening. The, yeah, you're right. There's a reason why the grasp of Everest has that in, in you know, like opening thing. Now, that makes sense. And like, I do and, get it. And prophecy. Yeah. yeah, prophecy has the the opening. But that one's that one's pretty yeah. short. Like you're you're only it, doing right. a couple of those tunnels. Right, and like, it's it's literally just to understand the mechanic. It, right. Yeah. yeah, and and to be fair, I mean they all do that, right? The grasp yep. does that to teach you how to play Gambit and um spire does it to teach you how to play connect the dots but like yeah. yeah and well and the other ones you know don't have that because they're not the same all the way through the same way grasp prophecy right. and spire are like warlord's right. rune doesn't have yeah. that like throughput kind of mechanic besides the yeah circles right. which they teach you in the first encounter anyways but, well it yeah. i mean they've got the eyes the taken eyes all oh, have yeah, different yeah. make like different reasons for shooting them throughout yeah each encounter but you need to shoot them that's true. Yeah, they are in, in, in all the. 
But okay, so you guys ready for this? Yeah. What's your list? God, no. Let's do it. Yeah, you guys are gonna hate me. Uh, I think number one is probably Warlord's Ruin. Um, I think it's I think it's awesome. I think number two is uh, Spit of Heresy. Um, number yeah, (laughs) number three (laughs) is uh, Duality. (laughs) What? Right, I get right. Pit, eh, kind of see that the boss. The boss is fun. The final boss is really fun. I, I agree with that. Um, it is fun. It's cool. You had me until that last one. Duality, man. Nah. <laughs> this, 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 I do you remember have, liking duality. It was. Did you crack oop. the liberty bell? The crack the liberty. <laughs> did you do that? <laughs> yeah, it was on me. <laughs> Didn't you like it hitting was, bells? Oh yeah. yeah. It's, I don't know. It's, I guess it came after a lot of dungeons that I was like not thrilled with. And then duality, just my biggest problem was just, I just don't like, as far as dungeons go, that's what I look for is like a mini raid. And I don't think doing the same thing every time is a raid to me. So duality, having a different mechanic every time and having it be like a very unique thing. I thought the whole like, you know, between two dimensions, belt thing was was kind of cool. Actually, um, I don't think there's a ton of like stupid annoying stuff, except maybe like the Balrons deceptions things are kind of annoying. Um, I, I I don't know. I just I like it. It's, I'm, it's, I guess it's, it's getting to the first boss fight is is one of the longest things. The introductory thing to teach. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. It's. I don't know. I'm just a sucker for the Leviathan aesthetic, That's too. Fair. I've always That's liked fair. the Kalos stuff. I guess, like, the Leviathan raids were my first. And so I think I'm always going to have that nostalgic connection to them, I guess. Um, I thought the story was really cool. It's like, a, you know, in, inside Kalos and Keitel's kind of psychology. I thought that was cool. Um, I don't know. I <laughs> just liked it. <laughs> It's just, it's different. Something like, it's just something unique as opposed to something mental health checkup. <laughs> <laughs> now, like, thematically and, and story wise, like, I do like duality up through Warlords. Yeah. But playing them is just such a slog for it's, me. It's a, yeah, different, different experience. That's fair. I understand that. I can't say I, like, like, I've probably played Prophecy more than duality. For sure, but I don't know. I just I thought it was cool. I like the weapons too. Like the weapons look cool as hell. Um, yeah. Weapons are good. Weapons yeah, are the cool. weapon. Yeah, yeah. actually sick. dropped for me. <laughs> the armor kind of blows, but the weapons are cool. Yeah. yeah um, well, the the whole like each each weapon foundry had to get like an armor theme, and then sticking them in as like dungeon armor. Random never. Yeah, never made so, like. Why is it hockey? Armor, yeah, that makes duality, sense. and you know, like at least the only one fit the color. Yeah, yeah, the only one that's made sense is Spire the Watcher, like being Tex Mechanica themed. Like that was cool. But, yeah, well, originally the, the um, what is it? Daito armor wasn't going to be in Prophecy. It was going to be the Eververse stuff. But they were right. like, oh, we'll you know be nice and put it right. in there. And yeah, for some reason, that had to, that too. was like moving forward, like the theme of doing the armor being. I don't know. It's just it's like weird. Like for some reason Shattered Throne 
the armor that you get in that like yeah it's it's the it's the throne or the the taken or dreaming city armor but it's still like thematically and and aesthetically matches the the dungeon and the weapons like they all look like they make sense and and yeah. same with pit of heresy like it's all that kind of dream bane stuff so it kind of works but then like prophecy they made this huge split and then like they kind of veered back onto it when they did uh spire the watcher and then they keep deviating like like the the armor and weapons don't match for ghosts of the deep the weapons and armor don't match for spire the watcher like why do they well, i guess they kind of match for for warlord's ruin but like I, yeah, I don't know. I'd say they match for Warlord's Ruin. Um, yeah, I'd say so. But, but you yeah, know, I agree. Like the weapons for Ghost, they make sense because of it's Titan, but then the armor is Hive. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah, I, it's, I it's I wish they do it like Prophecy did, where Prophecy had like two armor sets, right? Because like the Dido stuff. Whoa. Oh, right. And then they had the kind of like Trials of the Nine ish armor. Yes. I yeah. want to say that the dino if, stuff was only the boss drop, right? It was, yeah. Imagine yeah. if we didn't get that armor in in the dungeon; it would be it'd be shocking. We just get the <laughs> reprisal of the trials of the nine stuff. Yeah, right. It'd be kind of unfortunate. All right, so I think that's about it. But does anyone have anything? No, we have to talk about the final one? like reveal. So, oh yeah, 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 because you did the little quest. Yes. So yeah, so there's like a quest throughout like i said you pick it up from my core and then when you finally get all the all of the the bones and you get all the glass and all the tinctures there's a is it actually toland that's there or is it just they like reused like a a toland swirl like because nothing else has ever been but like why would he look like that right either i guess because it's taken related like that i mean if he didn't say he's but he has no dialogue right right yeah you don't talk to him you just like interact with it and then it opens up a portal that's but I don't know why. I don't know why it's like a Tolan orb that's just floating there. Like that didn't make sense to me. Um, and I I haven't read too much of the the lore behind this. But yeah, so so kind of what we were talking about at the beginning is, yeah uh, yeah. So Nima Naim Nima whatever um, Naim befriends this this Amkara and then it's it's dead. And the the reveal is because all while you're going through this, Crow is talking to Petra and kind of explaining that. He remembers hearing the story about this warlord that had this castle, um, hearing it from Saladin, and he kind of just assumed it was like a campfire story that you tell. But now that you're going through the dungeon, he's like, holy shit, this is this is that story. Um, and it's it was always kind of the story of there was one warlord that killed the Amkar and then another one that befriended the, the dead version of it. And they were buddies and and the name like wished for good good deeds to be enacted around the the people and that he wanted people to like her or she wanted people to like her right that was like the wish that she had made from um yeah. from heaven and then yeah the the house kings came in and of course crow kind of blames himself because house kings are related to scorn and all that fun stuff but then you you open up this portal and you finally find like the skull of of heaven and he he talks to you and basically the punchline and reveal is that lord shax is the one that actually killed heaven um and like crows like uh yeah saladin always left that part of the story out so that's kind of a cool i don't know if we'll ever go like go back and reference this or like confront shacks about this um but it is certainly kind of an awesome little like reveal that he was the warlord that was responsible for the death of, of heaven at this at this oh castle that is, that is pretty i've just cool. had i've just had a thought about yeah. the story with shacks because i know we were saying about shacks having story stuff 
but maybe it will be continued when I imagine they're going to do something eventually in the future with the Ahankara eggs. Right. Um, and he's very tied to killing a fair amount of them. So. Oh, you think he's going to destroy all the eggs that we're collecting for Riven? No, no, maybe there'll be like a, an, a what are they called, an episode down the line where it's Ahamkar and Shaxx related. That'd be cool. That would be cool. I would be interested because there's not a lot of Shaxx content. So, but yeah, do if you if you haven't done dual or if you haven't done Warlords Ruin, you should do the dungeon. It's really cool. Do the quest because uh, you get an exotic at the end, and the rubber band gun looks kind of cool. So it's it's something. It's yeah. something. Yeah. All right. So Elmas, thank you for joining us. Really, really appreciate it. Hopefully, we'll have time because uh, we like having you. And thanks Absolutely. for listening to all our shenanigans. Uh, thank you guys for listening to all shenanigans as well. Don't forget, uh, you can find us on Twitter or X or whatever you call it these days. You can find us on YouTube, wherever else you listen to podcasts, stuff like that. Please send us a message. Uh, we would love to further the discussion, if you will. And uh, you can find Guardians of well. Uh, they're also on Twitter slash X Guardians of Lore. I believe is the handle, right? Uh, Guardians underscore lore, yeah. Guardians underscore lore. And then I'll put that all in the description, and then I'll, uh, Elemis, I'll link your own personal uh, account as well. Uh, so please go check him out. He's awesome. Go check us out. We're super awesome, too. Thank you guys for Go check out our duality lore dive, too, so you can understand yes. why Scotty thinks it's a decent dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to go into the... If you want to go into the deep recesses of my mind to try to understand the inner machinations, what's going on inside this warped head that I seem to have, uh, please go listen to that. Um, we had a lot of fun doing that. It's like a two and a half hour episode, so uh, block out some time or something. But thank you guys for listening. Uh, go check us out on Twitch as well. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Take care. You can put this voice recording away and go on with your life, because you and I both know you'd have me yapping in your ear for the rest of your days. Want to further the discussion? Get in touch with us at any of our Twitter handles, all of which can be found at our podcast description.